Dwight Nickens. Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Nickens is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickens means Lord. Once a neck, always a neck. What is going on, guys? You are listening to another edition of Nickish. You got your boys Mo, Nafi, and Faiz here on this August 30th, 2022 edition of the show. Lots of good vibes right here as the Knicks re-signed their first first-round pick in two decades in one Rowan Barrett Jr., and we're going to get right into it. But before we do that, make sure you guys check out our website, nick-ish.com, and subscribe. You'll get your latest news on our apparel as we gear for the fall season and any new articles that we post by our very own Omar. And while you do that, cop yourself a Nickish hat and shorts for yourself to wear out while the weather's still hot. So get yourself some Nickish apparel today. Now bringing in my partner, Nafi. What's going on, man? How you doing? Happy Rowan Barrett Jr. today, my brothers. Yes, you know what I mean? Um, before yes, we dig sir. into it, obviously feeling good. Woke up this morning. I told y'all offline, like, yo, even the water from the tap tasted better today. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I swear to God, I heard birds singing. Ain't no bird in sight, but I heard it. You know what I mean? Doves in the air, whatever. Um, Doves yeah, in happy the- day, bro. And, you know, to our listeners as well, thank you for, obviously, we have episode 150. We're on 151 right now. So if y'all can give us that five-star review, be sure to subscribe and tell y'all people to subscribe. We'd love that. Mm-hmm. Um, Faiz, how are you doing on this joyous holiday, bro? I hope it was as good for you and your family as it was for mine. I mean, we had a splendid time today. The vibes are immaculate, man. How mm. how else are you supposed to feel when you break a fucking twenty year curse with? And you know, a lot of I've seen a lot of media trying to t- trying to like make it sound like it was a thirty year curse. Like, listen, twenty years, all right, all right. That decade <laughs> makes a huge huge difference for us. Media but... exaggerate? What were you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> It feels good to finally have a player that, you know, as a lot of fans have been saying, represent New York the way R.J. Barrett does. And I I don't think it's bold to say that this is the most New York player since Patrick Ewing, you know, the best player that we've had on a rookie, like, you know, rookie contract since Patrick Ewing. So Porzingis didn't work out. So I'm glad it, I'm glad it didn't work out. I'm glad it worked out with R.J. instead. And, you know, it's cool because, for a while, I was thinking that Mitchell Robinson was what broke the Charlie Ward curse, but I realized it's it's the first round, the, the first round rookie extension. Not that's the Charlie Ward curse. We never. I think it's extended. two overlapping curses. I think it's just like we probably never extended a second. We yeah, just yeah, we just don't sign anybody, bro. So, after, but you know, it, it's just nice that we could say that the Charlie Ward specifically was broken by RJ. You know, for my my narrative perspective, because oh yeah. I fucking sure. love that guy, man. I'm so happy that RJ Barrett is locked up and makes me even happier, which is something we'll talk about later. You know, it's the, the fact that he'll likely just be on this team for the next four years of his contract, you know? We'll, we'll, we'll get into it. There's a whole bunch has been going on in the last 24 hours, and I feel like, you know, we're obviously in a good mood right now. So I guess first thing I'll, we should start off with, you know, for our listeners' sake is like, how did you all initially react seeing that news? You know what I mean? Mo, what was the first take? When you saw it, uh, what was it, the Woj bomb last night? What was that, midnight? So, something like that. I, I, I feel everything that Faiz was saying. I felt that hypeness, and I think I felt a lot of relief, too, because I really thought that this might drag on. I thought there's going to be another situation where we're just going to have to read headline after headline, really dig into what fucking Mark Berman and, and the boys were going to say about RJ possibly not resigning and having to deal with that. But the fact that we locked in our boy, 22-year-old young RJ Barrett, the best player that we've seen on this kind of at this age in a really long time, locked in for the next four years, man. It's 
It was awesome. And um, it was really late at night, man. I was, I was ready to go to sleep, and the, that Woj bomb hit, and, you know, made me feel good. Made me feel good. Bro, you know, R.J. Barrett, 20 points per game last season, and I think, you know, all of us agree that's only up from here, and hopefully mm. – and I know we'll get into it with the whole trade rumors and all that. I, I posted a picture last night that the, the trade rumors should be quieted down after this, after this extension. Um, the man deserves nope. – the man <laughs> deserves the bag. Today. Yeah. <laughs> The man deserves the bag up to 120 million. Obviously, there are some incentives in there, but he's gonna be making at least like 100, 100 plus million. So uh, he deserves it, and he deserves he deserves more. And I think that this kind of contract will will get R.J. Barrett to the next level, and he's gonna want to try to live up to that contract and then some. So uh, I was happy. How'd you feel, man? But you got a uh, your initial take. I'm gonna be yeah, very transparent for our listeners. Um, I, I usually wake up to to work at like 4 a.m. in the morning. So when the deal happened at 11, my brother comes in the room because you know he's a Knicks fan too, and he's like, at 11 o'clock when I'm already asleep, he's like, "Yo, the the Knicks resign RJ." I look, I, you know, he they extended RJ. I look at my phone and I see 120 million four years, and I'm just like, man, that's a little bit of an overpay. Like, and I was just like, you know, salty, just woke up. But it's my same reaction to most of the Knicks contracts that we've gotten. Like, I wouldn't call it, like, an overpay for, like, the player isn't good enough. But it's just these are team-friendly contracts. You know, a lot of Knicks fans are always going to be a little bit, like, alarmed by, you know, speaking hey. of my alarm. Wow. You know, hey, 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 <laughs> a, a little bit alarmed by, <laughs> the like. podcaster right there. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be a little alarmed by, by these contracts. But. It's a team-friendly contract. That's what the Knicks have been signing, something to benefit us. And, you know, it, it makes these contracts look more uh, – like, it looks makes them look better over time. And, uh, you know, with these second-year contracts, a lot of the times players – teams aren't paying for what the player has done or more for what they can project it to be. So I, when I woke up the next morning and really let the news, like – fall into me and you know like really digest it i was very very excited to see our boy got paid i was very mm. excited to see you know um we locked up this this jet like our our cornerstone like you know and i know a lot of nba fans are like why are knicks fans rejoicing so much like it's just a, like it's just a regular player that you guys just like you know brought back but i don't think that they understand what the last 20 years of being a Knicks fan has been like. So, mm. you know, these competent moves that may seem normal to other franchises feels like milestones, you know, for us. So I'm glad that we can start on this fresh page with this guy, you know, someone who's mm. who represents New York so well, represents New York as good as any player since Patrick Ewing, basically. And I know that's a really high, you know, a pedestal to, like, match up to but i think rj can do it and i'm mm. excited to get it let's go preaching on a tuesday bro in fact giving us a sermon on a holiday i dig it Amen. Like, you know what i mean like mass at night for i don't know i'm going off like home alone because obviously we're not we're brown here so i, I echo everything y'all said bro like um I, I saw the news i cried twice you know what i mean once for joy <laughs> one for just like more joy like <laughs> y'all hear me like he's 22 years old developing into a two-way wing um, he may not be like the jump out the gym superstar highlight reel that the casuals will hook on to, but you watch RJ, there's been that progressive growth. Um, he showed out when he got his chance when, you know what I mean, the, the ball was put in his hands, and we saw what he did to close the season, right? So, you know, like not to sound like super homerish here, but, I mean, it's hard not to, bro. This is a good day for us. Um, good day in the off season. Might not be the last move. We'll get to that, obviously. But with RJ, it's just like – is he's our homegrown, homebred star. You know what I mean? Top three pick. We're investing in him. And as you 
as you guys have pointed out, like you, when you when these guys get signed to their first deal after the rookie year, it's more so than any time in their life. It's about the projection of what you think they'll become. To me, this tells me the front office has that faith in RJ to deliver. And bro, like simple and plain, man. Like I think he's gonna be a stud. Like I feel like a broken record at this point, but yeah, I'm just happy it's locked in. As Mo said, and I feel like every listener is feeling it, it's like relief. You know what I mean? Like, the very fact that the extension didn't happen earlier in the summer, you know, we may not have been set on the pod, but we were kind of all uh, several different degrees of nervous about it. You know what I mean? But now we're here. RJ's locked up. Let's fucking go. You know what I mean? And not to mention, uh, he's the highest paid player on the Knicks right now. Fuck Julius Randle. Jesus, man. <laughs> Get vulgar on a holiday. All right. As he should be. <laughs> As he should be. <laughs> true, true. I mean, I think I saw somebody. I don't know if I could confirm it. And I think maybe they were just trolling. I saw somebody say like, "Yo, is is RJ really only making one million more than Julius this year? Like, was that intentional? Just like out of pettiness? Like, <laughs> you're not so. the highest paid guy. I, I hope, hope so, so, right? Like, come on now. Now you gotta actually, re- you know what I mean? Like, respect little bro, Julius. Like, I mean little bro as in like, you know, chronologically, he's actually a couple years older than RJ. But in terms of game, it's got it's time for RJ to like, you know step more into this being a partnership as opposed to what we've seen Julius running the show. You know what I mean? And I feel like Jalen being here will help that. And, yeah, man, dope, dope day all around. And for that contract size, you know, about $30 million, today there are at least 39 players that are getting paid more than R.J. Barrett. Let's let's check back on this in four years. There's going to be a lot more than 39 play, players being paid more than R.J. Barrett. So he's going to hopefully be outperforming his contract if he really projects the way we expect him to. So... That contract is not an overpay. I mean, other players that are getting paid more than him, you know, some examples, Gordon Hayward, uh, Michael Porter Jr., that man never sees the court. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, uh, you know, C.J. McCollum. I mean, all these guys, Chris Asporzingas, like all these guys are getting paid more than than R.J. Barrett. And likely for him to match up to those incentives that get him to that 30 mil a year, he will be outplaying that because the incentives involve making like an all-star game, a possible all-NBA game, or I mean all-NBA team, or uh, the defensive team. So exactly. you know, if he's making any of those those accolades, I would say that it's well worth what we're what we would be having to pay him. So yeah, it's just like motivation for him to like. We already know RJ has his goals and plans set for what he envisions in his career. Now it's like they put it in black and white ink in contract. You know what I mean? For you to be who you think you're gonna be, you actually gotta deliver for us and follow through to get these incentives right and i think it's it's you know I don't, match made in heaven might sound like an overstatement but it's just like i feel like the, the right contract i probably would have preferred maybe we just lock them up for five years but I, I dig it four straight years there's no player option so we don't got to worry about no funny business and to the point about like you know mo astutely saying how like all these overpaid bums in front of them you know what i mean like in two years, the cap going to go crazy again. Mm-hmm. Like, we hear it all the time from these NBA insiders. A new TV deal, yada, yada, yada. That This deal is going to look even more like a steal, and I, I'm confident that we're not going to end up looking foolish like we did, you know, when we said the same shit about Julius' extension last year. I mean, I don't mean to bring that up, but, you know, have I to. mean, the contract is also very comparable to what we've been asking for when we've been saying that we wanted that Jalen Brown type of contract. I would say it's mm. closer to, like, a modern-day Jalen Brown contract because, you know, the money's always going to go up, and when the CBA deal kicks in, I think it will be almost, like, compa- like completely, like, similar, like, comparable exactly to the Jalen Brown contract. So I know Jalen Brown really did 
over overperform that contract. So ideally, if RJ just does a little bit better than what he's already doing and makes those tiny adjustments to his game, because we've already seen seen him, you know, propel his game in, in multiple directions. So I don't think it really requires like a gigantic leap for him to to play into this contract. It's just those like little little adjustments, you know, seeing him finish a little bit better and you know like get that efficiency a little up, which is a tough part of the game. But you know, he's also he's in a better position to to do that with a point guard like Jalen Brunson along his side hopefully without you know the anchor of Julius Randle next to his side too so let's see how it goes yeah and not to mention it's it's definitely speaks volumes the fact that he was down and signed this extension right now especially with his name being placed all throughout these trade rumors and honestly if he waited another year and he really projects the way we, we think he might he probably could have commanded a higher contract but he's like nah I'm New York all day I'm ready to sign and he signed it I'm assuming you know so I <laughs> I like to think fan that way. Fiction I, for the fans, yeah, I dig right. it though. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I mean, yeah, because like at the end of the day, I, like compared to the situation I just had with DeAndre, DeAndre, Ayton, you know, exactly. like a top three pick that his team let hit restricted free agency and the market dictated what he got. He got a, he got a big bag. Happy for that young man. And that's the same situation Archie would be if we weren't gonna if sign him now. Somebody else would have because two way wings don't grow on trees, and he's a twenty two year old one that has shown at least all-star capabilities you know what i mean like i think we had a segment plan to talk about i guess what we expect from him as far as like the season and like through the through the whole contract but I, like you guys pointed out like he's identified his weaknesses and he's attacked them each year and gone better so we know he needs to get better at finishing his fluidity and kind of creating off the dribble shooting off the dribble that'll all come you know what i mean so we'll get to that later but as you guys had alluded to there's trade implications, you know what I mean? Let's not tiptoe it around it, apparently. But lay it out. Let's let, let, I know it's been a lot going on in the last 24 hours, but lay out the reports that happened. God damn, bro. <laughs> 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 uh, I mean, yo, let me. you guys aren't even li- it, it was in the first Woj tweet. Like, that shit was so oh, fucking yeah. annoying, oh, yeah. bro. Like, mm. like RJ get, resigned, get, and then automatically Donovan Mitchell the same, is the next line. <laughs> like, give my man RJ his own tweet, man. Like, I know it's, like, modern day shit, but give my man his fucking five minutes of fame, like. These motherfuckers wonder why they didn't get invited to the Jalen Brunson thing because they was gonna do the same shit with him, like make it all about Donnie. Exactly. And that was fucking a month and a half ago. You know, imagine that shit happened. Imagine the press got their way. They went to that shit and completely ruined Jalen's day, and then we had a month and a half of this bullshit of like waiting for Donnie. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that like Donovan Mitchell and RJ have nothing to do with each other, but just give him his own tweet, man. Like exactly. just let him have his own moment for a second. Like shit. Put a comment on it. Like they'd be doing that. They they'll write a tweet and they'll comment some extra detail. That could have been it. Make Why a are you putting Donovan Mitchell and R.J. Barrett in one tweet, bro? Like nasty, <laughs> nasty. It's a nasty business. business. Um, so that came from Woj. Right? Yeah, right. Like, and then and then Shams not too long ago said that R.J. Barrett and two first round picks was actually in play, and it was not accepted. Um, just reading well, I mean, the tweet. Yeah, two unprotected first, and R.J. Barry was offered for Donovan Mitchell, and that was turned down. I guess that was when I was like, "Fuck you guys! I'll just resign my guy, and I'll make yeah, it even yeah. harder for you if you want if you want to take him." Um, which, like, I'm not I'm not too happy that that pick, that offer was even placed for Donovan Mitchell, R.J. and two unprotected first round picks. I'm glad that it didn't work out, but I do appreciate Leon Rose's like capability of being a guy to really show up Danny Ainge. And I think he's kind of, I think throughout the NBA, he's really putting a name for his own self in his own right as a president of the New York Knicks that he's not going to back down to anybody or anything, even if it's Danny Ainge, who is who has had legendary trades. 
that you know to this day we're still talking about and the fact that against this guy head to head for months now it's been a staring contest a chess match he hasn't lost you know and now he's really played in he, he kind of put Danny Ainge even more of a corner we have the best possible package that we can offer for Donovan Mitchell the guy that Danny Ainge clearly needs to give up for to you know to really progress his team and now Leon Rose is like yo like you I offered you RJ Barrett and two unprotected first round picks which again I still disagree with but I guess Leon Rose sees differently that Donovan Mitchell is really that kind of has that kind of value and Danny Ainge didn't say it so he's like all right so I'll go the other way and um, we'll, we'll get into the poison pill and really what that means because I know we talked about it offline a lot. I really tried to figure out the best way yeah, to Yeah, that conversation of, itself was a poison pill, yo, bro. Seriously, bro. Like, that, that's just complicated. So um, that's, that's where we're saying. Like, right now, the, these guys, these reporters are saying that the deal is still not off the table, that R.J. Barry still might be included in a trade for, for Donovan Mitchell. And, um, you know, we're, we're still kind of in the same position as we were, but it's gotten a lot more complicated for the Jazz. And it looks like most likely R.J. Barrett would not be included in the trade because it's just so complicated. Is that good enough? Speculate. Uh, yeah, it was a good rundown, brother. Like to be honest, I hope the listeners are clapping too. I'm clapping here. <laughs> you know what I mean, that was that was a good recap because it's fucking convoluted as shit. And that's not even without mentioning Ian Bagley, who's been rock solid yeah. with his reporting, as we say, kind of confirming the same thing that R.J. was in in talks. That Utah even coveted R.J conflicting with what a lot of Utah-based reporters said and even what Shams himself said from the start, which kind of plays into all these leaks, these reports. We know how this reporting game works in the sports world. It's connections based on front office and what the agent intel is telling you to say and tweet, whatever. So it's like parsing through everything you laid out, what the agendas here at play are. You know what I mean? My theory, I, thi- I think to this day, I think Woj is still Mr. CAA. So like, yeah, that Donovan shit was annoying, but I feel like Framing it in that way was to say, like, Leon being like, okay, Danny's asking for a lot. You're not going to take RJ in these mad picks. Fine, we're just going to keep RJ. Now you got to deal with the rest of our assets and take take the best of that bunch, right? That's how I interpret that as. And I feel like Woj being Mr. CAA and kind of did us a solid by carrying our water during the draft, making sure, or not during the draft, during free agency, making sure we didn't get that tampering charge. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like <laughs> Woj did us a solid then. With Shams, though, I feel like he's... Y'all notice he didn't report the, you know how, like, whenever Woj and Shams do the breaking news shit, they're, like, doing, like, you know what I mean, one at a time, tip or tat. Shams didn't do it, like, live, do his, like, RJ, like, tweet breaking the news about, you know, RJ extension. I don't think he did. I mean, he, like, reported today, 24 hours later, about the trade implications. To me, that was me, obviously, reckless speculation, as we all are doing right now when it comes to no actual basketball being played. I think he's Shams is representing like Danny Ainge's interest and like kind of conveying what what that says or what Ainge wants him to say to affect these negotiations. I think that's I think RJ was discussed. It's just more so about these like trying to parse through what these agendas are through these reporters because at the end of the day they're all just puppets here, right? And the two main players, as Mo called out, is Leon and Danny in that staring contest that went through a whole summer, right? What do you make of all that fight? Just like this, this mess. Well, <laughs> I, I'm inclined to agree with you in terms of the Woj framing, because specifically in the tweet he mentions 
complicating the franchise's off-season trade pursuit of Utah Jazz all-star Donovan Mitchell, which is framing it as, this is making it complicated for the Jazz, because, you know, apparently they wanted R.J. Barrett, and this poison mm, pill clearly yeah. makes it harder. So I want to agree with you, because it seems like uh, Leon drew the line in the sand and said that this is where I, I limit myself with R.J. And I think this is something we talked about. Like, I'm not really surprised that R.J. was in these conversations, because we, we said it from before, Leon is prioritizing the draft capital, because Having Donovan Mitchell on the team is amazing, but we want to retain enough assets where we can get another star down the line. So mm. the whole point of adding RJ to this was to lower the unprotected picks to get it to about two first-round picks as, as opposed to three or four. So when RJ got involved and Danny Ainge is still asking for RJ, a player like Grimes or Obi, and three unprotected picks. Like the trade just doesn't make any sense, and that's mm, where exactly. that's where you know the divide was in that negotiation, where maybe the Knicks valued RJ as uh, more unprotected picks as opposed to Danny Ainge. So you know, I'm 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 happy that Leon. He just did his due diligence. It makes sense. Like, before you give RJ the contract, before you do anything, you want to see what his value's at. You want to know what he's what he's wanted for around the league. And he ended up making a pretty reasonable offer to RJ. And it worked out for all, for us in terms of that. So, um, I'm I'm more interested in knowing how, like, what what was Leon's, Leon's angle here? Because is he trying to, like, show what, like you said – hey, like, look at the league. Like, we offered RJ our best asset and Danny Ainge still said no. Or was this a move to negotiate with Duffy, who we've seen made, you know, a good 3D chess play against the Suns to get his guy in a, a max contract? And is it possible that Duffy was gearing up to do that again with RJ, but Leon swooped in and used this jazz opportunity as a way to get his guy, RJ, uh, under the books as well? A whole bunch of days of our lives. <laughs> goddamn NBA reporters. Got I, I feel like what what was that? Oh, it's always sunny when Charlie's like all over the fucking. Yo, <laughs> Yo can you elaborate that a little further? Actually, Fice, the the which, which the part? Duffy and the uh, the Leon part. So basically, like. Uh, it's like a, there's another staring contest besides the contest between Leon and and Danny Age because, uh, you Duffy obviously wants to get his guy paid, his guy being RJ. So if if we don't go for an extension now, it's a high chance that we would have gone into negotiations with RJ like you like Nafi mentioned with Berman all year berating like oh my god they didn't resign oh my god they didn't resign and if another team offers rj that max contract since he's under the rookie you know deal with us we would have no choice but to match that contract and guarantee him that max contract as opposed to right now negotiating that deal and making a, a contract where both sides are happy and i know like a lot of people including nafi wanted that five-year deal but i feel like the four years is a good compromise in between where RJ still gets to bet on himself. And if you notice, mm -hmm. that four-year deal comes in right when the CBA negotiations just kick in. So RJ would be able to extend for a higher amount later, kind of betting on himself, while the Knicks still get to retain him at a, at a, young, like a, a lesser price temporarily. I think, yeah, I, I could get down with that. It definitely feels like, you know, Leon was a power agent himself. These guys, these power agents that have these, like, Rolodex of, like, elite, con like, you know, clients... They do the negotiating in the battles, you know what I mean? That's why it's like a seamless kind of fit for these power agents to move it to the front office because it's, it's the same war, same battle from a different side, you know what I mean? So I dig that. I could definitely see Bill Duffy above all, above all else when you're an agent is to get your guy paid, 
your your best interests are your guys' best interests, or your your guys, whatever. I mean, the opposite of what I just said, I guess. Um, I dig that, and I think like what it comes down to, I think Duffy, oh God, uh, we're gonna get recklessly speculating. Another one of Duffy's clients is you know Luca, uh, so it's yeah. good that we keep a good relationship <laughs> with him. Just saying, I mean, y'all seen the Luca pick with him in the mellow uh, t-shirt jersey as a little kid? Just saying, just saying, but uh. Back to now. Do we want to talk about this poison pill? My head still hurts from offline when we was talking about it. <laughs> I, we can, oh, we we can be, do we it. We can it this way, though. Just like from what we, I guess, yeah. gather from about it. Yeah. and like if Right now, do we still think he'll get moved? Uh, or do we think he's safe? Just make it that easy for us. If you're listening to this podcast right now and we butcher the definition of a poison pill and like what it actually means... Like, it's most fault. Like, it's my fault, but like also let us know. Like DM us and fucking correct us. We're we're not experts. We've been. Saying I would that love a lesson. One. I would love a lesson. We're not. I experts. I would consider myself like a, a avid NBA fan. This is the first time I've ever heard of a poison pill, and you know for for good reason because the whole point of a poison pill provision is to disincentivize these teams from making a deal where you move a player after he negotiated his rookie contract. Right. Rookie, rookie extension, sorry. It's just it's just so uncommon because it's just so hard to maneuver after it happens. And like like Faiz mentioned, it's, it, de- it de-incentivizes any team to really pursue a player after they sign that extension, which in case right now is R.J. Barrett. We've seen reports that the last time it really happened was for uh, um, Devin Harris in 2008, bro. That shit was 14 years ago, and that was for a way minor contract than R.J. Barrett. 5.7 million exactly. poison pill or something. And like, right. if... If the Jazz, if Danny Ainge didn't want to make this trade for R.J. Barrett before this extension, what makes what, what makes anyone really think that they're going to be down to do it when it's twice, three times as more difficult, and they'll actually probably get one less player? So the way I understand Poison Pill is the outgoing salary is the player, in this case R.J. Barrett's rookie salary, which is $10.9 million, but... The Jazz would take it in as the extended salary, which is twenty six point whatever two million dollars. So they're taking in a lot more. So if a if a potential trade and you know shout out to to Bobby Marks, I'm I'm looking at his at this tweet that he posted with with, with his whiteboard where he wrote down some numbers. Barrett Fournier Grimes could have been a potential trade for Donovan Mitchell pre extension, but post extension when R J Barrett is now taken in as twenty six million dollars. The Jazz can't actually actually take Fournier's contract. So to really maneuver this, you would need a third team to, to really make it work. So for the Knicks, the trade package of what they're giving away probably wouldn't change. But for the Jazz's case, the, the math is a lot more difficult. The maneuvering, the, the contracts are a lot more difficult. And they'll they'll take in one less player in, in Evan Fournier or, or whomever. So, so what's your call? Do you think RJ's safe? Hell, uh, hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's safe. Safe? Yeah, he's okay, safe. what about he's you, Faiz? Do you think so he's safe? Given I, I'm that gonna say, God willing, bro. I, it's I, I'm, I'm definitely going to say he's safe. I, uh, that's the whole point of this poison pill thing. But, you know, just just for the listeners and stuff, like let's 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 dig into it a little bit more. Like This three-team concept, I, you know, I, I don't want to say completely no because that's why the Lakers' names have been, you know, swirling around this whole trade and they've been involved because they're trying to – acquire assets like maybe Bogdanovich or Jordan Clarkson or Evan Fournier shooters. So their name has been involved in this, but I'm seeing a lot of like, you know, analysts like mock RJ to the Lakers in this trade. And that's where I want to push back. And that's where I get confused. And that's the only reason I say he's safe because the deal because of this poison pill, the only way this deal would work out is if RJ went to the Lakers 
in this three-team deal, and I just don't see that happening. Like, it just doesn't fit LeBron and clutches M.O. LeBron hated young players when he himself was younger <laughs> earlier. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, is that a whole, t- like, change of heart? I doubt it. Yeah, like, the, the Lakers' M.O. has been more about lining the team up with shooters who are, like, contract-friendly, you know? Like, they could, like, move them around. And, you know, they just moved off of THT, which they, like, the Lakers seemed pretty confident that he would be, like, an up-and-coming young player. So, I just don't see a world where they want to take on $120 million from RJ. And that's not a knock on RJ as a player. It's just, you have to understand that, contracts and like the type of player like teams have like a, a, a mo they want to fit so that's the reason i'm going to say rj is safe the poison the poison provision pill and then uh besides that uh the the way that it would work it only seems like it involves the lakers and i just don't rj is a Lakers sounds like nasty nasty yeah, nasty business yeah, so let's 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 nip that at the butt right now i never want to hear that like on rj day again i don't want to hear that seem feasible from like that whole logistical it just it's just tough to make it work. You know what I mean? To me, it was easier to ha- – if RJ was going to be in a Donnie deal in any framework, multi-team or one-on-one trade, it was easier before this extension came into play. So I just feel like with all parties involved, that's my thinking with him being safe and also the human element. You know what I mean? And we know Leon, to give him his props, since he took over, he's been hella pragmatic in all facets in how he's building this team. One of the main components of that pragmatism is a keen awareness of our reputation, what we were, what the Knicks' reputation has been, and the culture he's trying to instill. So for us to, like, make a big showing, big news of, like, giving RJ, breaking the trolley word cor- cur- curse, him being a top three pick, getting that long-term deal, and for us to, like, within a short time frame, just flip him in a deal, I just feel like that's a PR hit that Leon does not want on his resume. You know what I mean? Like... If and the human element is just like it's just such a bad look reputation wise throughout the whole city that a k- young kid like you saw how much heat the Kings got for for giving up Tyrese Halliburton. Nobody gives a fuck about fuck fuck about the Kings. Now if we do the same shit with like RJ, give him up, you know, when he wants to be here and wants to build a legacy here, you know what I mean? I just feel like it's that's not something this front office wants and I don't know. It just that that's what I'm leaning on. If if we, we trade RJ, we're gonna be on the wrong side of history. Because remember the last player that Mo just mentioned was from 14 years ago that got traded on this poison pill. It's never been a, a player on RJ's caliber. We so trade we, RJ, I'm going to be on the wrong side of my handgun. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Like, it, it's yeah. going to be like, it, it's going to be some really like, you know, we always say ugly, ugly, nasty business, but it will really be some ugly, nasty business. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, we break the Charlie Word curse just to fall into another type of like historic NBA, you know, like to to be part of that That's black magic. Pill, like, That's welcoming black magic and yeah, shit that so, just permeate through MSG. I, a lot of give up RJ right after this deal. So Hell. a lot of Knicks fans have already been clamoring for for Leon Rose's head. I think that's where like if that trade happens, that's when I would be like, yeah, no, this front office, I'm out on it. Like that's that's where well, I'm We going to lead I'm the charge, bro, if that shit happens. Yeah, like that that's not that's not if it's not RJ and two two first round picks unprotected, what the hell are they going to do? Are they going to they going to do like RJ Grimes and three plus two protected picks? Like that's some that's some shameless shit if that happens. And at that point, yeah. that's a conspiracy. Angel <laughs> already said no to that and shit. Yeah, Angel already said no to that deal, and that's where I think Leon. That's why he drew that land on the sand. Uh, land on the sand. Sand uh, in the <laughs> line in the sand. Line in, in the, the sand. sand. Oh hey, my yo. god! Oh my god! He drew the line in the sand there. So uh, what happens when you talk about poison pills, bro? Brain turns into spaghetti, bro. You know what I mean? So, COVID fog. Thank COVID God, fog? Leon got bro, Brock Holler in tow. You know what I mean? Yeah.
I know we I mentioned from the top we were gonna maybe talk about expectations for RJ throughout the duration of his contract. How about you know because we're 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 up at time. Let's kind of focus it to just like now you know revisiting. He's you know got his name on the dotted line, signature signed. Ink is probably still like not even dry yet. What are our expectations for RJ in this crucial fourth season? Damn, it sounds like Mo's a little hesitant to take it first. I got, <laughs> it, I got it. I got it. I got it. Fake, fake. I, I didn't know I, I was you. first. I was wait. I was waiting for you to say someone's name. Don't you ask the question? I got it. I got it. <laughs> I think I want to jump in. You know what? I'll, 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 you know what? Let me. I wanted y'all to somebody enthusiastic to jump in. Y'all not bringing it today on Rowan Day. That's what the issue <laughs> you is. You take. Man. You take the lead, Nafi. You take the charge. Okay, so I'm thinking. All star MVP. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, nah, I mean. On a, on a legitimate level, I do think, you know, just going back to kind of Drew Hanlon and mostly just on, on a vain level, his level of clientele is crazy. He doesn't train anybody he doesn't legit believe in. They And the people he does train, they turn into studs, right? I think with RJ, it's tweaks that, that I'm going to be looking out for. Like, I want to see how much, like, tighter his handle is. You know what I mean? Um, I want to see him become a better finisher and... You know what I mean? He's he's got the the Kawhi braids now. You know what I mean? And me being also a Pusha T stand, the braids to me signify greatness. Kawhi and Pusha T stand. You know what I mean? I seen RJ with the braids yesterday. I was like, okay, okay, there you go. Season coming up. You know what I mean? So like, this is my expectation. I'm you you put that on you, young man. I believe in him. I think he's gonna. Uh, let me put it this way. I might sound like an idiot a year from now. Who the fuck cares? I'm a non-expert. But I think a year from now, it'll be very comfortably clear that RJ is higher than Julius in the totem pole. And that's if Julius is still on the roster or, you know, if he's, you know, on another side of the, the, the coast. But, yeah, yeah throw back to you. You're going to hate me for this. You're going to hate me so much for this. You mentioned you mentioned braids on a, on a player and suddenly he gets a oh, lot no. better. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Shit, the no, first time we heard about that for a Knicks player. But I'm 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 going to rest my case on that part. But, um I'm talking about wing play. He, right. he did right. play you well. Did. I think you, know, you didn't. He did intend that. I know that. He did play good with the bridge. Just saying. It's when he went back the to truth, the throw. He went back to the throw. Is wing when play. It got... Jimmy got extensions. You know what I mean? So it's a trend, guys. Come on now. Y'all see that man has like Buster Rhyme braids now. Like Buster Rhyme is in his prime. What the fuck was that? All right. Um, my my <laughs> realistic expectation of his fourth year. I think he's gonna play great. He's gonna you know average twenty plus points per game for that first half. But I think as long as Randall's on his team. He's gonna hold back RJ Barrett, and you know if if Randall's still on the team, I don't, I can't predict RJ being an All Star this season. But I think if if Randall isn't playing the kind of minutes or he's not on the team, I think RJ can be selected to the All Star game. He w- he wouldn't be a starter. Yeah, the East is a really strong, you know, uh, they got they got a lot of, a lot of strong guards on that side right now. Um, so the competition is gonna be high. But I think he could still be selected to the team. Um, as long as Randall's not really staying in, standing in his way, and I'm hoping that with this new contract, that makes RJ the big dog on the team. But we got Randall. It's it's things are a little you know you can never make any guarantees if if Randall's on this team. Can't be a big dog when you got a Chihuahua in the corner barking like he's six eight. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's Randall got a new pit bull. It's RJ on a new deal. Anyway, please take it he from is me. Six, eight. Rambling now. <laughs> This, this question itself low-key feels like a poison pill. It feels kind of loaded because, you know, like I want to give you a, a solid 
expectation for RJ, but it's really hard for me to tell you anything before we even know what the makeup of this roster is going to look like because there's a potential that the, the roster changes immensely if Donovan Mitchell comes along. So there's one path with, you know, Donovan, RJ, Jalen Brunson, and Randall, and there's another path with just Jalen, Randall, RJ. So, I, you know, for argument's sake, let's go without Donovan. Let's just, you know, go with Jalen, Randall, and RJ. And I'm with Nafi. I think I could see him making those incremental changes that we like to see in his game. Um, you know, I think this is going to be the year where he's able to bring all the nice pieces from year one, year two, year three, the 40% shooting from year two, the passing increase in year three, and, you know, that stretch of games where he was going off post all-star game so i think he's gonna bring be able to bring that all together and hopefully phase out julius randall a little bit you know uh now we're gonna see jalen brunson as we've said before be the the lead ball handler so he's gonna be the one who's picking and choosing where to pass out the ball to and we've noticed that rj is clearly the better off ball player so i think he's gonna really benefit from playing alongside jalen brunson now do i say making an all-star game this year uh, it's really hard for me to say yes to that unless the Knicks themselves are overperforming. That's a huge reason Julius also made the All-Star game because when New York has a good player, that will propel... Uh, good uh, When the New York has a good record and a good team, that's going to propel our players to make the All-Star game. So I'm a little hesitant on that, but I do see RJ making a leap in terms of bringing, bringing his game together, making it more concise. And I think this is going to be the first year that we see RJ. You get what I'm saying? Like a little bit, like we're going to see the new RJ from here and like it's going to just improve from here. I think in a more objective way to look at it because the Homer side spoke of me, the RJ Stan side and we spoke of me. I think like, I'll, I think the outcome I'm predicting best case is just like, it's going to, he's not going to be an all-star this season. That'll be next season. But I think this will be the year where like, I'm, th- I'm hoping best case scenario is just like, it's a situation where us Knicks fans are pissed if he doesn't make the all-star team. He's going to be like one of those names that are just like, make that cutoff that they talk about on TNT. Like, oh, hey, Ernie, this young man should have made it. You know what I mean? Like, whatever the fuck, whoever Chuck is talking about that day. And, yeah, that's just my thing. I mean, maybe best case, he's like a DeJounte Murray injury substitute all-star. And Atlanta fans are gassing that up all summer. So, like, if they can do that, then, you know, we could gas up RJ's replacement all-star. Possible replacement all-star spot, you know? Uh, I just want to throw one last quick question because I'm curious. If, if that trade offer actually went through and Leon Rose was able to trade RJ and two unprotected first-round picks for Donovan Mitchell, how would you guys have felt? Pissed? The fuck? Okay. Pissed for sure. Okay. Pissed Don't bring sure. this up on Rowan Day. Yeah, I, I'd definitely be really upset, but <laughs> I, I will be fair. I'll say that it's like a lot of the other Knicks moves where, you know, if they were able to add Donovan Mitchell and because they kept those picks, later on were able to add another player like just throw an example, like KD, for example, and pair Donovan alongside KD or Devin Booker or someone who's like another real, real all-star, it would be hard for me to blow up. But immediate reaction, I would be pitchforks outside of MSG, real upset. But, you know, like, we talked about this. this the whole point of RJ being involved is to retain those picks. And I low-key feel like the whole point of this happening was so Leon could save his ass a little bit, you know? Like, be like, hey, I tried. I tried with RJ. I tried to retain the picks and shit. It didn't work. So yeah. now we have our guy, you know? Like, it was a chess move. It was like, oh, Danny, you're going to be a bitch? Okay, let's see how much you really like RJ. Oh, you, you don't want right? the deal? So the, the original reports were that the Jazz didn't want 
RJ, and then mm-hmm. they kind of push the ball to Leon's court when they're like, we want RJ, we want RJ. That's the clear, like, as much as Jazz fans want to speculate, the clear reporting from reporters we trust, because that's all we can do in this NBA, trust reporters that are, you know, known for it. They put the, like, Leon took the ball back and put it back in his court and said, you said no to it? Okay. Now, did Leon kind of, like, do it a little bit quickly to make it just wrap it up, you know? Like, he didn't give him a real deadline. He probably gave him, like, 24 hours and was like, yeah, call me right now where it's not going to work, but. Yo, Danny, we got we got Nick's day at the Mets game tomorrow. Just like, you know what it is. Hit me up tomorrow. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I probably left it, you know what I mean? But I think we'd all be pretty fucking upset. Like, this wouldn't be RJ day. This would be sad day. Like, we, I don't think we'd be, like. Like we, you know, we we'd be we'd be happy for Donovan, but at what it would be like at what cost? You yeah, know, I don't like, even think Donnie would want that because I feel like him. All these athletes are very keenly aware of their image or whatever, and he probably knows the temperature. It's gonna be like the super conflicted amongst Knicks fans. Happy we got Donnie, but yo, RJ, our son is gone. Like the maybe whole- they're those dickheads in the fan base. There's dickheads in every fan base, but those are those dickheads that hate their own players. I mean, I saw it today. People trying to like, how we have literally motherfuckers that was trying to be Debbie Donners in our own fan base about this, bro. It was it was a small minority, but it was just. They're just a little loud, which is fucking... Listen, the whole point of acquiring a player like Donovan Mitchell is to pair him alongside a player like RJ. We've been beating this drum for a long time. That's why we want someone who's young like Donovan instead of someone who's an older player so we can play alongside him. And, you know, RJ makes up for those defensive lacks that Donovan Mitchell clearly has getting fucking toasted by Jalen Brunson, someone who's employed by the New York Knicks, by the way, so... Oh, yeah, we did get ourselves a point guard this summer. What? Great-ass summer, my A point my guard God. who fucking torched Donovan Mitchell, all right? So, you know what? Fuck Donovan Mitchell right now, man. We got Jalen Brunson <laughs> hey, on this team, hey. bro. Like, I'm not going to go that far. Donnie, if you're listening, I know you are. Come on now. We know he's listening. He didn't mean but yeah, like, hey, this, is a, this is how New Yorkers play. If it doesn't work out, we are the ones who have all the leverage. We got all the picks. We'll go after someone else. We'll go after SGA. Our, our package, listen, our package B... Our package B is still better than most teams' package A's. Facts. You know what I'm trying to say? Our, our, we can still make a re- – like, you know, if you really want to go – like, if the Knicks really want to put the pull the godfather trigger, like, you can put OB, Grimes, and three unprotecteds, and you're getting two legit young players, three unprotected picks, possibly three protected picks. Like, the Knicks can still pull the trigger on, yo, you're getting six picks out of this and two young players if they really, really wanted to make this deal happen. But I love Leon – Standing pat, you know, holding firm on his decision and being adamant that we'll be I. And I think this RJ move is another move to show that we'll be I. We're completely content with running it with this team of Jalen, RJ, and Randall. Not not Randall, but <laughs> we just gotta see if Danny's gonna bend the knee. That's that's all it is. I'm I'm that ah, fucking topical. Good. Hey, and, and honestly, like I'm all for him. Like let him, let him blow, let it blow up in his face. Like he's all already positioning himself in a in a weird way. Like he's not gonna be able to tank for Victor. This team around Donovan is bad. Like be like objectively, it is bad. They lost out of players like Rudy Gobert, Royce O'Neal. Like they lost on Joe Ingles. Like they don't have majority of the players that Donovan liked to play with and played well alongside. Like they're adding like. Who did they add a THT? Like these are not guys who you want alongside Donovan Mitchell. So there's just if anything, Ainge is gonna shoot himself in the foot, and he's he's banking on the fact that Donovan's not gonna come out midseason when he's frustrated and be like, yeah, trade me to New York today, and he loses all the leverage. So I'm wait, I'm willing to play the staring contest just a little bit longer. We'll be okay. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. We good. 
Yeah, man. Episode. More than good. Yeah. RJ Barrett. Fantastic. Good. Immaculate. <laughs> we appreciate you guys mm. checking out this episode of Nickish. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NickishNYC. Give us that five-star review on Spotify and leave us that review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we appreciate all the support and the love that we've been getting. And make sure you guys keep an eye out for all of the new apparel that's coming out this fall. Lots of new stuff coming out for you guys who are at Knicks games that we're, that we're excited to bring. So until next time, take care. Peace. Peace. Peace.